Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. This hour, how was your weekend, Dawn? How was your weekend, Steve? How was my weekend? It's where we are possibly going to go. We do want to know about your weekend. 800-555-7898. You can call. You can text. You could head to our Facebook page, Don and Steve. But, yeah, that's always, I mean, it helps us kind of know the life that you're living and how we can pray for you. That's always a, a real, for me, it's a joy because I'm thinking, wow, you trust us to pray for you? Thanks. Yeah, Uh, we we do. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. And we thank you for praying for us. But sometimes those little things that happen on the weekend, that brings up those prayer requests. So please let us know. 800-555-7898 or our Facebook pages at Dawn and Steve in the morning. All right, Briggs. Anything uh, happened in the Briggs household over the weekend? Noteworthy? My son had a, um, a swimming test for trail life. And oh, he did it. He did it. And, but one of the activities they had to do was to jump in fully clothed uh-huh. with jeans on and to blow their clothes up so they become a flotation device. Oh, how do I you, remember hearing it. Yeah, how do that. you make and, jeans a flotation device? How do you well, blow those up? Well, once they're wet, they are um, essentially they, they seal. So it, right. obviously it's hard to take jeans off when they're wet anyway. So they had to throw their shoes off. And bearing in mind, he's, you know, he's 12. This is 12, 11 to 14-year-old kids doing this. Tie their legs up. And then you have to make a funnel um, where you normally put the rest of your body in. Sure. Blow that up so it becomes an inflated device on either side. And you, put, you put your head in and hold it. And, that's, and then you have to stay in the water being being held up by your jeans oh. and, and so needless to say it's not as easy as it sounds and so they had to do that and they had to do all sorts of other life-saving skills as well as swim um uh, different distances and lengths and so that was uh that was my saturday afternoon wow um, so did was, you have to do it too i had to do the swimmer test i didn't have to do all of the the life-saving stuff but i had to do the the four lengths of the pool which is one of the requirements to be classified as a swimmer and so, and then float for, I think it was a minute on your back, you know. Does so. it matter if they're skinny jeans? Do they need to be bell bottom? <laughs> does, does that have any They're easier to inflate if they're skinny jeans. Well, uh-huh. they, they were, much hotter. the kids were brief that don't wear a shirt because they had to do it with a shirt as well. And they mm-hmm. were, so they were told on, on Tuesday, don't wear a shirt that has buttons in it. And lo and behold, inevitably, there's a child that turns up with buttons well, on his shirt. Of course. And as adults, you're like, well, this is this is a training thing. So you let them you let them try and do it first mm-hmm. yeah. because they've got to learn from the, you know, the mistakes that they, they make. Obviously, you're not going to let the child drown. But no. it, right. but seeing seeing them all do this and, and kind of process and yeah, it's not easy. And, and but it's uh, it's an important life skill the, the rabbis say that, that one of the things that a rabbi tells his congregation that you have to do is teach your child to swim. Um, because it's a life skill. You know, you never know when you're going to be in a situation where you've got to be able to swim. And so that's something that I've been, yeah, making sure that our kids can swim. I mean, Ben can swim over a mile in an hour easily, um, but it's that to see him doing that and try and work through that was quite interesting. No doubt. So. No doubt. Wow. Well, he's got a life skill I do not have. There's still time. There's now. still time. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a swimmer? Uh, no, I am a swimmer. Oh, okay. But I have no idea how to how take to my jeans, your jeans off? and No. Okay. No idea. I, I'm, I'm taking on different things at this age in life that you said it's not too late. My Ben and I, hubby and I were talking about that last night, how, you know, I'm my youngest and I are in a play right now. Yeah. Working diligently 
on learning my lines this weekend, Ben said, do you know, he was helping me, bless him. He He's he's just, yeah, hung right in there with me. But he said, do you know how many lines you have? I said, do not tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to know. I want to live in oblivion <laughs> until it all comes together. And he goes, okay, well, I was just curious. So I counted them. I said, okay, thanks. That's all you just keep it to yourself. And he did. I have no idea. Will you ask him once the play is over? Yes. And you know it. That, okay, now you can tell me. Once we're <laughs> in tech week, if they're all seated in the gray matter, I will definitely ask. I, I, I am curious, but I'm just not curious at this particular point in time. All right. So we got to ask, what's the play? What are you doing? Uh, sure. And and I the reason I even brought that up, talking about life skills and learning something new, I said, when we were talking about how many lines I have, I just said, you know, it, it's a new season in life for a, a new adventure, um, being part of this play. And so uh, not being, de- you know, dead yet, <laughs> as the one praise and worship song says, if you're not dead, he's not done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. Uh, and that's kind of part of what this is. So the play is called The Curious Savage. It is about a character by the name of Ethel P. Savage and her life story. Her husband passes away. What happens after that? Um, It's a comedy. And this cast is just so fun. All of them, save maybe two, young enough to be my kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're going to start calling you Ethel now is what I just heard. Oh, well, I didn't tell you I was Ethel. Well, I'm guessing. <laughs> you just happen to know just, that I'm Ethel. Well, yeah, I happen to know you're Ethel, but also just the, just the way you're describing all that. Uh, I think we might have an Ethel sitting in the studio with there us There might this be a little typecasting of this particular <laughs> character, which to me is fun because that's that's about my acting skill. Just let me be myself. We got this. And if it fits, <laughs> yeah. home run right there. All right. Well, yeah. We've learned that uh, you don't know how to inflate jeans. No. But we're going to find out a little bit more about the weekend coming up in just a moment. Let us know how yours was. Feel free to uh, call or text this morning, 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. Or connect on our Facebook page. On Facebook, it's Don and Steve in the morning. Forget the A-team. This is the AM team with Dawn and Steve in the morning. And we want to remind you, get those questions in by text for Michael Rodanek later on. Oh. 800-555-7898. Let us know about your weekend. You can text. You can call. You can head to our Facebook page, which is simple to find at Don and Steve in the morning. I know there were two big football games, AFC, NFC championships, determining who was going to go to the Super Bowl, which is coming up in February. And yet, I also know that you had a meeting to attend at church Right in the middle of all that. Yeah. So my question, which I'm just going to give a caveat here. Can I just say, I already know what Steve Hiller's going to (laughs) do. But would you go? (laughs) Did you go? And the answer is... I did. Of course you did. But I also uh, <laughs> gave the the pastor who scheduled that meeting a bit of a hard time about that. I, I think like, that's a little fair. Dude. Yeah. What are you doing? Is he not a football fan? His team's not in the playoffs. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. You don't do that. <laughs> Some of the, the, there's a, another guy, and he's also one of his really good friends, mm-hmm. um, who is a huge 49ers fan. 
Ooh. huge 49ers fan. And uh, he did reply to the pastor. He scheduled the meeting and said, if this game is close, you will not see me. Uh-huh. Now, it was not a close game. Sure. So he did show up. He was a little salty about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like not I a great mood. I imagine he was. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Next week <laughs> is the week to schedule the meeting when it's just the Pro Bowl and flag football it's and whatever. Between. Yeah, exactly. That, that was the time to do it. Uh, it was there any reply or was he sheepish? Was there anything? Well, there was a little bit of, you know, there's never a great time to do it. There's always a conflict of some sort and whatever, which I, I oh, understand. Totally. That I is get true. it. And that mm-hmm. is true. That is very, very true. Um, and so he's like, if you if you don't come, there is grace. So, Do you ever <laughs> long for the simpler days? I don't know. Maybe your life was coming because there is a small age, very tiny, small age difference between you and I. But you're, I, you're trying to make it even smaller, aren't you? <laughs> like minuscule. Well, hey, I did learn recently that it's not as big as I thought. I okay. I, there, I had a year more than there is, which I I was very happy when I figured that out. I'm like, oh, there's only this many, not that many, um, but. When I was a kid, I mean, maybe it's just being in a small town that we didn't have a lot to do. Uh, the biggest thing on the calendar was, would mom let you go to Friday night skate night? This is obviously once I became a teenager. Um, but I didn't have dance class or football or, you know, gymnastics, any of that stuff. Yeah. To keep me, And sometimes I, I long for those days just because then when there's a meeting at church, it's like, there is a good time for that meeting. There's not, you can avoid big events like, you know, not that football should be more important. I'm not saying that, but just, you know. Sure. People no, kind I, of I work get what you're saying. together. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, and I do kind of long for that as well. And the other thing that I was thinking about over the weekend is, in a sense, we need rest. Mm-hmm. God created us to need rest. He he when built in it the in. point of creation, he built in Sabbath, right? He yep. said, you got to do this. He rested himself, giving us that model uh, for us. And so I, I did reach this point over the weekend where I was starting to think, okay, how much is too much? How much rest is too much? No. How much activity is too much? Because when you are overscheduled, then the rest does not happen. I, I need, I, I'm having a witness right now. <laughs> I'm having a witness, and you are witnessing it with me. Write this down. Steve Hiller just said, how much? Wait a minute. I'm I'm having such a moment. I have no words. How much is too much? How much is too much? I'm busting your chops, dude. I know. I, I, and I understand why. I get it. I get it. If, oh. if you you kind of know my schedule. If you're listening this morning, and, like, you don't know. Yeah, it's it's a busy schedule. It's but that's I'm probably overscheduled. <laughs> so. Probably overscheduled. <laughs> that's a question. Probably overscheduled. I I I'm I'm reserving so much right now. But I here's the thing. In all seriousness, when we start to realize that in our own lives, because we all go through these seasons, sure. and, and usually we hit a wall, or the Lord will take us down. Right. Sometimes I'm like, hey, before you take me point. down, yep. exactly. Could you just show me what? I'm doing that is just really not necessarily what you have for me because it all makes sense. It all seems like it's good. It's all good stuff. I, it, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So then you go, okay, Lord, it's all before you. I had this conversation with my son this weekend and 
he he's wrestling with what it means to hear God and then respond to that. He's 22. He's young. Yeah. And and I'm like, you know, that's such a good place to be because that's learning. That's learning how to walk in obedience. It's also learning what it sounds like to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, I got this. This this is what you you know you gave me, mm-hmm. and to see that there's a difference between what we think and what the Lord is communicating to us, and when He does communicate, responding to that. So busting your chops and all that, but seriously, that's a real tension. Yeah, well, bust away. That's <laughs> totally all right. Hey, how was your weekend? You can let us know. Call or text 800-555-7898, or you can leave a comment on the Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. Rise and shine, it's Dawn and Steve time. Why not call or text us on 800-555-7898 to let us know how your weekend was. Ashley did that. You had a weekend that I just can't relate to this kind of life, but I'm intrigued by it. Uh-huh. She's from Alabama. And Ashley, you said that uh, over the weekend you uh, sold uh, a registered black Angus bull in uh-huh. Louisiana on Saturday. And growing and developing these bulls is something you pour your heart, soul, and money into and always hoping that uh, they sell well. And they did, for which uh, you guys are very grateful and thankful to God for this. So it's a really stressful time for farmers right now. So anytime you can have some success in the industry, always a reason to uh, thank God and Mm -hmm. uh, glorify Him. And so I I love that text this morning. It just reminds me, like, so many people's lives are so different than mine. Yep. I just, uh, raising bulls is something that I would be, I'm fascinated by that. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what that would actually be like. That plays into the subculture piece that always fascinates me. There's so many different walks of life and experiences. And Ashley, what you experience sharing with us, it's super cool. I'm just thinking about loading big old bulls into some kind of, trailer to get them from Alabama to Louisiana. That alone sounds like an adventure to me. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> wow. was. I, it was back in October. I was at a radio station in rural Illinois helping mm-hmm. them with a, a project. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And right behind the radio station are the fields where there's cattle. Uh-huh. And there was one specific part of the pasture that was fenced off just for the bull. Wow. And I had, had to kind of encounter this bull because we were going to be doing radio station things. We were inviting the entire community to this place. They have like a thousand people who show up on a Saturday and it's a huge party and festival and it's, it's really a fun thing, but like you got to make sure that the bull is put away Yeah, for this kind of thing. And they're like, Hey, hey can you help us herd the cow? <laughs> you? Yeah. So like herding cows and trying to get the bull to do his thing. And this bull, the farmer had said, this bull is not a friendly bull. Oh, the, and so I'm like, I don't. I, what do you? What do you do? What I don't did know what you do. do? Did you talk to him? Did that I did. help? You I did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Was he impressed? Did he say, "Ooh"? So I figured if I I can clap and do the <laughs> make the noise, whatever, and herd the cows. Uh huh. And but there was no herding this bull. The the thing with the bull was, all right, buddy, follow me. On as I walked right next to his fence line on the other side of the fence okay, <laughs> and hoping that he didn't uh, get it into said that he was going to come through that fence because he could have, if he really wanted to. I wonder if bulls can sense 
fear. I don't know. <laughs> like dogs I'm do. Try, I'm trying to buck oh, up sure, on this thing. Oh, sure, you are. I can see it posturing big time. Oh, yeah. I'm in charge, bull, not you. Yeah. But... Meanwhile, he weighs yeah. 10 times what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking he might have still known. <laughs> <laughs> a friend in Oaklawn, Illinois, thank you for your text. You said you and your wife had a nice weekend, but it's freezing there in Oaklawn. Ooh, yeah. when I watched that uh, a little bit of the Cincinnati and um, Kansas City game last night, I had, I mean, their breath was just, oh, I'm yeah. thinking, how cold is it? When I looked, it was 18 degrees. And that just, how does do your hands even hold on to a football? That is just so cold. So I, even though I'm glad you had a good weekend, I that, that cold thing, no, thanks, doesn't sound good to me. Yep. And that is one of the reasons that we decided we wanted to leave Illinois a number of years ago. <laughs> that you have enough freezing rain down here, and there's a lot more up there. So, um, you know, I, getting out of that was pretty nice. All the snow that came to the Midwest this weekend and just, you know, blanketed that area. I know Holland, Michigan got anywhere between 9 and 15 inches of snow. Uh, we had liquid snow yeah mm-hmm. yeah a little bit of rain lee uh from mississippi appreciate hearing from you this morning you said you had a good weekend the kids and the grandkids surprised your husband with an early retirement party dinner had a huge family slumber party at your house 13 of you church together sunday morning then a baby shower for your niece oh. on sunday afternoon sounds like a fun weekend Oh, you know, I think that's so wonderful. Yay. Okay. Doing all the clappy hands and all the celebrating emojis because, yeah, that's a really good thing. Family together and celebrating. Beautiful. Church together. My mama's heart went, yeah, that's so cool. Have you subscribed yet? Jump on over to youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve. For some great interviews from Dawn and Steve in the morning, Charlie Dyer's interview dropped over the weekend. And also, while you're there, don't forget to click that like and subscribe button. We'd be grateful if you would because it helps us get the news out about Moody Radio and about some conversations that we prayerfully have to help us navigate a culture that is so lost, so broken, Uh, heart heartache just about everywhere you turn, especially if you're looking at the the feed and all of the incidents that are happening, the ones that get reported anyway. I think when we see something like what happened in Memphis, Mm -hmm. it, it happened January 7th. We found out about it last week, really, as the news hit, uh, the feed. And as we look at things like that, I have to think about all the things that we don't know about. You're talking about, about Tyree's Nichols. I am talking about Tyree Nichols, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I was I was going to get there. Okay. <laughs> but I am mindful about all the things we don't know about. Like our news feed will keep us, you know, uh, tied up in knots because of all the brokenness that we see in front of us and the things that hit the headlines. And then I think about the things that don't hit the headlines. Mm-hmm. But this one, as it hit the headlines, it, it's another one of those really heart-wrenching situations and i i go back in my mind to to lord why do human beings treat other human beings in this way yeah i cannot fathom the way that we see one another or devalue one another and that that has so many contextual elements but in this case we're in memphis with tyree nichols 
and what happened at the hands of five police officers. You know, if you are not aware, there's tons of different places where you can news sources and sites and stuff where you can get mm-hmm. all the details of the story. But one of the things that I, I appreciate about the opportunity that we have is to say, OK, how do we respond to this? It's one thing to read the headlines, to read the news accounts, to, to watch the video footage and to be moved by that. But um, Rufus Smith this pastor, and he's uh, kind of written some good thoughts that just want to share a couple of these with you this morning. In looking at what we saw, he said we can look to the Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11, talking about the need for speed. It says, when a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. That's a New Living Translation there. And he said, in this case, there are some things related to the speed of what's been happening that, uh, that are good. The speedy termination of police officers with a due process of days, not months. The speedy identification, the speedy criminal charges, release of the video without compromising the investigation. Uh, the speedy organization of meetings between city leaders and clergy, community leaders, grassroots leaders, and, and starting a dialogue. So there's some good things as it relates to the speed at which with this is being handled but there's also some things that we could be praying about and praying for. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, one of the things is to be obviously in prayer for the comfort of the Nichols family. Yeah. You know, that they are hurting right now. Number two, we can uh, be praying that the protests would be peaceful and that the, the violence would not continue to, to grow there and that there might be an acknowledgement that there is a problem. In Memphis, specifically as it relates to this case, but in other parts of the country as well, that there's a problem that we need to be in prayer for. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, you're right. They This family has lost a son and a father to the four-year-old son that he had, and then um, the family has asked for those the the protests to be peaceful. Yeah. And, and yet... And there, I just, I can't, I can't imagine how... Two, we need to be mindful of resourcing the church, intentionally partnering with under-resourced churches, because this is going to be a supersized effort to reach in once again into the community. I mean, this conversation goes even bigger, as you think about it, than what has happened, yet the grief and the angst and the anguish is right there at the heart of the incident um, and again, many, many layers to this, but your heart, I, I had a friend text me over the weekend and said, I am just grieving as if this were my own family. Mm. I get that. I get seeing hurt and heartache and entering into that lament with the family. And yeah. that, that's, that's honestly a, a kind and good place to be. We grieve together and the, um, pastor here that's writing this article, Rufus Smith, goes on to talk about some other things that we want to come back and just mention in just a couple of moments. Yeah, well, we're glad that uh, you are with us, and you can certainly join the conversation, 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. One of the other things that uh, Rufus brings up, and I, I think this is you know a, a very cool thing that he did, is to say we need to pray for the redemption of those five police officers. All five of them are sons, husbands, beloved family members too, and they have committed a heinous crime. Mm-hmm. They, they have done that. And let's not sugarcoat that. Right. 
But the gospel offers justice. It offers forgiveness. They're going to need to hear the gospel, to respond to that. And we could pray that while justice is being carried out, that they might receive the grace and the mercy of God in their lives, that they may come to a a saving faith and walk with him. And so while they may stand condemned by human courts, and it appears to be rightfully so, they would not be condemned by the highest court of all and face a separation of eternity apart from God. Mm -hmm. I think there are so many different ways that we can pray uh, along the lines of this story and hope that uh, you will be in prayer as we look at what has been happening in Memphis. Well, you're listening to Don and Steve in the Morning. This is Moody Radio.